worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Park. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God in the book of 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. Now there was a certain man of Ramathaim Zophim of the mountains of Ephraim, and his name was Elkanah, the son of Jeroham, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zuf, an Ephraimite. And he had two wives. The name of one was Hannah, and the name of the other Penina. Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. This man went up from his city yearly to worship and sacrifice to the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. Also the two sons of Eli, Hopni and Phinehas, the priests of the Lord, were there. And whenever the time came for Elkanah to make an offering, he would give portions to Penina, his wife, and to all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah, he would give a double portion, for he loved Hannah, although the Lord had closed her womb. And her rival also provoked her severely to make her miserable, because the Lord had closed her womb. So it was year by year, when she went up to the house of the Lord, that she provoked her, therefore she wept and did not eat. Then Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? And why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than ten sons? So Hannah arose after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now Eli the priest was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life and no razor shall come upon his head. And it happened as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli watched her mouth. Now Hannah spoke in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she was drunk. So Eli said to her, How long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from you. But Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief, I have spoken until now. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant your petition, which you have asked of him. And she said, Let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. Then they rose early in the morning and worshipped before the Lord, and returned and came to their house at Ramah. And Elkanah knew Hannah his wife, and the Lord remembered her. So it came to pass in the process of time that Hannah conceived and bore a son, and called his name Samuel, saying, Because I have asked for him, from the Lord. Now the man Elkanah and all his house went up to offer to the Lord the yearly sacrifice and his vow. But Hannah did not go up, for she said to her husband, Not until the child is weaned, then I will take him, that he may appear before the Lord and remain there forever. So Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Do what seems best to you. Wait until you have weaned him. Only let the Lord establish his word. Then the woman stayed 
and, ru- and nursed her son until she had weaned him. Now when she'd weaned him, she took him up with her with three bulls, one ephah of flour and a skin of wine, and brought him to the house of the Lord in Shiloh. And the child was young. Then they slaughtered a bull and brought the child to Eli. And she said, O oh my Lord, as your soul lives, my Lord, I'm the woman who stood by you here praying to the Lord. For this child I prayed, and the Lord has granted me my petition, which I asked of him. Therefore I also have lent him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he shall be lent to the Lord. So they worship the Lord there. Verses 1 through 28, all of 1 Samuel chapter 1. Father, thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you, Father, for the wonderful and the powerful story of Hannah, a young woman who simply wanted to have a son, but who was wise enough to go to you in prayer with the desire of her heart. Father, anoint us as afresh with the spirit of prayer and more and more empower us to be the praying church and the praying people you've called us to be. Help us to grow in our, under, in our understanding of the fact that so many important things in your, in your kingdom happen because your people pray and seek you, and by your grace and your power, you birth them through the prayer lives of we, your servants. Empower us to more and more to be a people who walk in the wisdom of the Scripture through which you command us to pray without ceasing. Teach us how and set us on fire to do just that, Lord, and help us to be mindful of the warriors you've called us to be as we live lives full of prayer. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson is our producer. He's going to share a word of prayer with us at this time. Father, we come to you today and we bring our listening family to you with all the different needs, financial needs, relationship needs, spiritual needs. Father, we bring them to you and we're so glad that they can cast all their burdens on you, that they can rest in you, they can lean and depend on you, they can trust in you. Help them to do that more and more. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thanks, Rick. And thank you for being a part of our listening family. I want to remind you my email once again is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. And if you're wanting to receive any of the prayer tools or discipleship tools we provide, we're glad to share them with any and every listener that simply emails us and requests them. So please feel free to get them. Again, our goal is that you'll use them for yourself and your family, but also that you'll forward them and share them with family members, loved ones, friends. It's a great way to do evangelism and discipleship online. So I hope that you will. Again, that email, joseph at afr.net. We're asking our listeners, please pray much for us. As I mentioned, I'm going to be uh, leading a three-night revival starting tonight at a church, Daniel's Temple Church of God in Calhoun City, Mississippi. Uh, The time is 7 p.m. We're asking for your prayers. Now, of course, if you can come be with us, we'd be glad to have you come. But if not, please pray much for the Spirit of God to accomplish in the hearts of the attendees that which he desires to accomplish. It's been a little while, but we are very blessed and honored to have with us once again uh, Peggy Joyce Ruth and her daughter, daughter Angie Shum, as we in part will be talking about their book, Psalm 91 for Mothers. Sister Peggy and Sister Angie, how are you all today? Oh, fine. We're so honored to be able to be on your program. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, great to have you once again. And I'm going to ask if each of you would just a little further introduce yourselves. You all have been with us uh, before, but it's been a little while. And tell them about yourselves and the work God has called you to. 
Well, I'm privileged now. Uh, my husband and I had a, uh, uh, we pastored a church for years, and um, now I'm with Angie. Uh, my husband went home to be with the Lord, and I'm with Angie, and she has this uh, really exciting ministry. And um, uh, they, oh goodness, they go on mission trips. They take kids on mission trips. They, uh, they're they training these kids to go out and spread the word and Oh, my goodness, it's been so exciting. I'm just kind of hanging on and <laughs> running behind them. But it, it's been it, it's been really a, a special experience. So I, I want her to tell about that uh, ministry because okay. they're doing some really special things. All right. Well, we have a cross-lines ministry, and basically I just took what my parents had started, and I wanted to put it into some of the darker places in the world. You know, I wanted to see what Psalm 91 would do in the underground church in places where the persecution was tremendously uh, difficult. And so a lot of times you can partner with uh, young young adults that are eager to do something with their lives that counts. And it gets a twofold purpose of people being able to, um, you know, share the gospel in a different culture. And then also we do a lot of deliverance ministry and uh, just see a lot of people set free. And then just personally, I feel like the Lord has taught taught me some things in discipleship and helping kids that have grown up maybe with uh, parents that were very, in their minds, very religious, but they themselves have never had it be personal to them. Their relationship with the Lord, it's not its not an emotional relationship. It's not a connection with them spiritually. And I feel like that, you know, I can teach them how to uh, receive their heritage mm-hmm. and, uh, and not waste a lot of time going into the world and then have to, you know, be like the prodigal and, and just get to the end of themselves, mm-hmm. which we all have to. But it's, it, it's hard to do it if you're a, a long ways away from home base. Mm-hmm. And I would rather have the kids just serve the Lord right off. Mm-hmm. Amen. Okay. Well, if someone wants to either learn more about the ministry that you're speaking of or maybe get in touch with you, like to connect and somehow another plug-in, how would they do that? Just crosslines.net. And um, it, we have a website and also a podcast. And there's just different ways that, you know, um, we're developing just we we began with Mom's ministry of of launching it with the PeggyJoyceRuth dot org, mm-hmm. and um, and so they can reach us through Mother's ministry of the you know learning about the things that she found to be helpful to her when she was living in a crazy world and was so much fear, and uh, and then um, just taking that. Um, and then also her testimony of where God gloriously uh, delivered her from just a lot of things that she didn't realize that, uh, you know, she had had come in on her. Mm-hmm. And, and basically it's because people are not armored up. Mm. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're personally going through a, a, a thing here where our town is, is getting together and, and, and grouping around prayer and mm-hmm. the and the pastors are grouping together, but you're seeing a lot of collateral damage uh, in the sense that um, a lot of them have never gone from 
prayer to actually use in their authority. Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful for my dad as a pastor where he taught me about authority. Mm-hmm. And you said a lot on the mission field, but for a whole, the body of Christ has not been taught much about uh, the Lord giving us back our authority. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, when he, he, he died and was raised, that he restored back to us what we had lost. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, again, that... You've you've said you all have said a lot in just a few minutes about both uh, who you are and the work God has called you to, and uh, we're coming up on a break. But on the other side, I'm going to ask if each of you would pray for our listeners to have ears to hear all the Lord would have them to hear and receive, and whatever else is on your heart to pray for as well. So, uh, but before before we get to the break, though, I want to just mention this again. We do want to touch on. Uh, the, mes- the message and the mission of the book Psalm 91 for Mothers as we have Mother's Day coming up in just a few days. But at the same time, it's one of those messages that, of course, it's a wonderful and a powerful message for mothers. But we know that it's a message that is for all believers in all circumstances, in all situations, because like it or not, life is spiritual warfare from beginning to end. You deal with it. At, we deal with it at home. We deal with it on the job. We deal with it in society. We see the tragedy of the war in Ukraine, which is obviously spiritual and physical warfare, but it's a manifestation of the kind of warfare that in the spirit realm we're really all dealing with in some pretty serious, serious ways. So we're grateful to have you all with us today. And and let me just mention this, that we want to be sure during the broadcast to share how uh, listeners can get uh, this book, Psalm 91 for Mothers, but really all the other books as well, because each one is a unique weapon with a different mission and uh, use in in a sense as well. So we want to be sure and share all those. So again, we're grateful to have you all with us, and we hope that every listener will have ears to hear all the Lord wants them to receive today. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our phone guests today are Peggy Joyce Ruth and her daughter Angie Shum, and we'll be right back.
Michael W. Smith with Surrounded. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guests today are Peggy Joyce Ruth and Angie Shum. Peggy Joyce Ruth is the author of the book, Psalm 91 for Mothers, and they're here to share with us about the message of the book and also to minister to us as well. As we begin this segment, I'm going to ask Sister Peggy Joyce if you will uh, pray for our listeners to have ears to hear and whatever else is on your heart, and then Angie, if you'll pray following her, please. Father, we thank you so much for Mother's Day. It's such a a special time of year when we can honor our mothers. But Lord, it seems like now we've come into an entirely new time, Father, where we as mothers need to step up and realize it's more than just being honored on Mother's Day. Father, it's time for us to step up and, and declare the Lordship of Jesus and declare, uh, things that will draw other mothers into wanting a relationship with you, Father. And then for us as mothers to realize that our main job is to be able to see that our children, our young children, our older children are drawn into your presence and come to know you, not not just know you, but but to know you intimately as our Lord, our Savior. As, as the one that we have to have every moment of every day to even be able to make it through the day and to learn how to be warriors. Father, I, I'm believing in Jesus' name that you're calling out uh, the mothers, even through this program, that you're calling the mothers to let them know that we need to come to the forefront and be warriors, submit to our husbands, yes, and, but Father, to know that our prayers make a difference, Father, to to bring not only our own children, but other uh, to teach other mothers how to bring their children into a relationship with you, Father, that's intimate and and beautiful. And, and Father, we've got a whole world that needs you. And, Father, I thank you for giving us as mothers the privilege of being able to be a, a, a big part uh, of that call. We love you, Lord. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Well, Heavenly Father, uh, I'm in agreement that, Lord, that we will have the words to say and that anything that we share will be a blessing of just things that we've learned, of different things that we can impart. I thank you, Lord. It's not just a, it's not mental ascent, but it's it's impartation during these times that, Father, that you're pouring your spirit out upon us and that you're giving us discernment for the times that we're living in, that even things that we couldn't know by our understanding, that we're not leaning to our own understanding, but we're asking you, Lord, that you give us discernment for what's going on in the lives of those that are our children, that we disciple, that uh, even in the middle of the night when you wake us up, that, Lord, that we have that ability to to shift things in prayer the things that normally would go down the wrong direction, that when you give us that unction, that we have the authority and the the promises and the strength to be able to make a difference in those that we lead and those that we um, give an extra layer of protection and those that we have authority with. And so, Lord, we just give you the praise because you're our ultimate strength, authority, our love. And I thank you, Lord, that during this time that that everyone is protected by the blood of Jesus Christ and that where the blood is, the destroyer cannot penetrate it. And so we just receive that beautiful gift that you've given us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. 
I'm going to share uh, just a couple passages of Scripture before we get into discussing the mission and the message of the Psalm 91 from others. This is Ephesians 6, verses 10 to 20. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore having girded your waist with truth having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints and for me that utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Verses 10 through 20, Ephesians chapter 6. Then briefly, Psalm 91. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in Him, I will trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the most high your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. You shall trample underfoot. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Amen. All of Psalm 91. So Sister Peggy and Sister Angie, just as we begin to look at the, the, mission, the mission behind the book, Psalm 91 from others, Sister Peggy, what, prompt, what would you say, uh, why do you think the Lord prompted you specifically to write this particular book? geared to mothers? When Angela was very young, she was just a baby, I was in so much fear. I just, I was afraid of everything. I saw all the things that were coming on the earth, and I was just terrified. And I just started crying out to God. And God gave me a supernatural dream. There's no question about it. It was definitely supernatural. And he quoted I'd never heard of Psalm 91. I didn't even know there were 91 Psalms in the Bible. But uh, he quoted to me out of Psalm 91. And in the dream, uh, I saw the field all of a sudden. We, I was rejoicing and thanking him. And all of a sudden, the field started filling up with people. And we were all rejoicing and thanking God and dancing and clapping because we knew God had given us the answer that we had asked for. 
I came awake and I was still clapping and jumping. I didn't know whether it was a scripture that he'd given me or or he had just spoken it to me. But my heart was just rejoicing. I was um, clapping and running around the room. Well, it was the next day that someone just mentioned the word uh, Psalm 91. And when they did, it's like my heart just jumped and I knew whatever was in that psalm was my answer. And sure enough, I got there and I couldn't believe every problem that we could ever face, anything that could come against us, God has an answer for it in that psalm. It's all there in that in that one psalm. And um, so we just started putting it to work and uh, just rejoicing. And as uh, finally... I felt like the Lord told me, put it in a book, because I, at first I thought it was just for me and for my family, and then uh, all of a sudden we were sharing it with other people, and it just kept growing, and uh, we put it in a book, and uh, then people grabbed hold of the book, they uh, they got it in their hearts, and they started having miracles happen. That covenant was working for them, and so they started sending us their testimonies. And pretty soon, I mean, it was it was so exciting. Every day we were seeing having testimonies come in of people saying, "I, I read your book. I, I I've grabbed hold of this testimony and this covenant, and it works. And this is what happened to me. And so it's been the most exciting walk in the world." I, I can't even begin to tell you how exciting it's been. The miracles have never stopped. Yes, it seems like that when we're about to publish that the stories just come in. Yes. And there was this pull on mom to speak specifically to parents. And because it was such a family psalm, it was pretty easy to do because we grew up uh, believing Psalm 91, quoting it as a family loan before she ever put it down on paper and told our stories. Mm-hmm. And, uh, now, there's a joke that my mom once made, and uh, in a lighter moment, she had said that because of what my brother and I put her through, because um, we we never we never strayed into the world, but we both have had unusual assignments the Lord's given us for our lives. And she said she wrote Psalm 91, her book, in self-defense. <laughs> and so uh, it was just, a, you know, she felt like she had to guard up and have extra layers you know, especially when some of the things we've done overseas and on mission trips. They were never rebellious, but they got on the on the cutting edge with the Lord. And uh, oh my goodness, I wasn't. Quite we might have been a that. little bored, and uh, the Lord gave us a pretty exciting life. <laughs> yes, mm. He did. Mm. <laughs> so that's been exciting. And so uh, you started writing books on Psalm 91, and of course, the one specifically, Psalm 91 for Mothers, was kind of a little down the road, but eventually you specifically felt led to to make, to write that yes, particular done, book then. We've done Psalm 91 for soldiers. We've done Psalm 91 for mothers. Psalm 91 for uh, teens, youth, uh, teens, toddler, youth. Oh, the toddler, toddler book has no. just been wonderful for little tiny ones. And the last one uh, that we put out was... Um, for the coloring book or the workbooks well, the, and the, the and first we put them responders. in different language. Oh yes, the first responders. So we have a book that's specialized for every. I felt like the Lord wanted us to do a Psalm ninety one for uh, the different genders, but also for the uh, different professions, so people would realize this psalm works no matter what you're doing, no matter who you are, how old you are, how young you are. And, and Mom's bringing up a good point, because it's not just for mothers, but for fathers, too. Absolutely. Even though that, you know, it tends to be that a lot of moms just wanted something. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and the moms seem to be the ones that they'll read it first. But then I've had a lot of fathers who have written me and, and told me what it meant to them. So and um, so anyway, it's just been so much fun to see people grab hold of it and then put it to work and then start sending me their testimonies. Where and a lot just, of grandparents. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of grandparents are raising those children. And so it's just a good one for uh, praying it over the children in your family, even if if they're grown. Well, if someone, absolutely. If someone's wanting to get a copy, how can they get a copy of the book Psalm ninety one for mothers? Uh, they can call three two five six four six six eight nine four, and uh, we have a girl here that will answer the phone, uh, or they can go to the website uh, PeggyJoyceRuth dot org. And they can order either place. If uh, a lot of people order in bulk, mm-hmm. like uh, say for out. Mother's Day gifts, they they love handing one out to every member because they're specialized. You can get uh, different ones, and we have a bulk rate that I think if you get, I don't know, let's just say ten of each. Uh, you don't have to have it of all one title. It can just be a sample. Mm. So anyway, it, it just makes it where it's you're able to hand them out. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, that's what we wanted. We wanted people to be able to, we want it spread. We want people to find out that Psalm 91 works. And so uh, by by trying to give them a, a better price, they, uh, they then help us to get the word out. It, in fact, mm. it started a lot of people that they've started a ministry of all over the all over the nation, and um, uh, Anne helps us so much as she's created a Psalm 91 family. Yes, and between prisons and and uh, all different types of ministries, uh, military, uh, law enforcement, it's been amazing to see, uh, you know, how far it's spread. And it's sure nice for thinking about our nation having that uh, that covenant of protection that we know who our God is. Mm. Mm, absolutely. Well, you know, if someone who is listening was saying to themselves, well, you know, I'm not a parent and I'm not this or that, and do I need to try to read or pray Psalm 91 as well, how would you respond to that question? Well, first of all, they need to pray it for themselves. But then, my goodness, I, I can't even begin to tell you how many people get it who don't even have children, but they're praying it over their neighbors, their the neighbors' children. They uh, sometimes they've got uh, nieces and nephews, and uh, it, it's just become a. People have grabbed it and they've taken it as their own personal ministry to pray Psalm ninety one over anyone that's kind of in their frame of reference. Hmm. um, Well, we're coming up on a break, and we'll pick up right there on the other side. Our phone guests today are Peggy Joyce Ruth and her daughter, Angie Shum. Peggy Joyce Ruth is the author of the book, Psalm 91 for Mothers. We'll be right back. Let it break at your name. 
Music from Mosaic with the song simply entitled Tremble. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guests today are Peggy Joyce Ruth and her daughter, Sister Angie Shum, the authors of the book Psalm 91 for Mothers. And Sister Peggy, Sister Angie, we want to make the most of our time uh, in this last segment. Uh, you were going to share some about the book itself and I think help introduce people to why and how it's such a powerful weapon for every believer to try to get hold of. Go ahead. Well, Mom's going to share uh, the most exciting story that I think uh, we've ever, ever interviewed. But anyway, the uh, the story is basically set around there's days in your life that you need Psalm 91 more than any other day. And so anyway, it's a, it really illustrates this because Psalm 91 is for every day of our life, but there are some days that we're so thankful that the Lord has shown us this. So she'll start with that. Oh, my, yes. Uh, Angie helps me. Co-author, uh, we co-author the books now. And um, so this one, this story starts out, sometimes you forget your purse, your cell phone, your briefcase, your cup of coffee that have temporarily perched, been perched on the top of the car when you anxiously jumped in the driver's seat and took off in a flash to avoid being late for your next appointment. How frustrating to later realize you left your cell phone on top of the car and experience the sickening feeling of how expensive a stupid mistake like that can be. You recall the subconscious anxiety that grips you when you know you have to face your husband and explain what happened to your new cell phone. But nothing could be as bad as what Donna Newsom saw that morning in Dallas traffic. With horror, she realized what was perched on the top of her car in front of her. She recalls that experience below. And so we started out the book on moms with this particular story. But uh, she, uh, Donna was driving, and it, it was Dallas traffic, and all of a sudden she realized, she looked up and she realized that there was an emphasis on the top of the car in front of her. And she said her heart just almost stopped for a moment, and she thought, oh, surely it's empty. And then she looked more closely, and she realized, no, there's a baby in that emphasis. And she said that, thank God, she knew Psalm 91. Sometimes we quote Psalm 91, and it saves somebody else's life. Yes. And so she said she just started just screaming Psalm 91 out, crying out to God. And she said about that time, uh, the car in front of her made a left turn. And when it did, that emphasis went sliding all the way across the top of the car and flew right into uh, uh, Dallas Dallas traffic, traffic, you know, at at, uh, the traffic hour. Hmm. And she said that her heart... She said she was screaming uh, portions of Psalm 91. She said her heart was just pounding, and she was in the car directly behind uh, the baby. And so she said she had to swerve to keep from hitting the emphasis. And she jumped out and ran and ran around in front of the emphasis. And she said that baby's little arms and legs were just, oh, my. She said the arms were going 90 miles an hour and the legs were going 90 miles. That was the most exciting ride that baby had ever had in its life, <laughs> flying through the air, you know. <clears throat> but it hit the ground, and instead of flipping over, it went sliding down the uh, inter- interstate and finally came to a stop. 
and mm-hmm. never flipped over. And she said that about the time she got to the baby, she heard the mother behind her coming and just screaming, oh, my baby, my baby, my baby, and came mm-hmm. around the corner. And um, so she said, well, let's uh, get the uh, uh, get out of the, the, the traffic. And so they got the baby over to the side, and uh, Donna's a nurse. And so she checked the baby best she could and could not find one thing <laughs> wrong with the baby. And the baby was still just excited, his little arms and legs and the other turning. Kid, and the other kids in the car were in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you can imagine what was going through their mind and uh, yeah, they're half watching. excitement and half horror. So. Oh, and... and uh, so anyway, uh, then uh, when she gets to check in the baby, the ambulance comes, and I'm sure everybody around had called the ambulance. So anyway, it was the, came. They got it to the doctor's office, and the doctor took it, the baby in, and stayed and checked and checked it, and he came out just scratching his head, saying, "I this is just unbelievable. There's not a scratch on this baby," and. Uh, uh, she knew that it was Psalm 91. How many times can you have a baby in an infancy get hurled through the air from the top of a, a car into oncoming traffic, land on the ground, slide to a, a, a screeching halt, and not flip over? And that baby, all that came out of it was the baby had the most exciting ride of its life. Mm. And if you can imagine the horror of uh, Donna driving behind that. Oh, yeah. And and that's where we are in life. We're driving behind catastrophes, and the Lord gives us the ability to speak the word over someone that might, they're not even aware of what's happening. Exactly. Mm. And uh, talk about needing Psalm 91. And you know, we have people. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, we have people today that they say every time they hear an ambulance, they know to stop and pray Psalm 91 because, you know, probably the person in the ambulance or the family might not even know about it. So they sort of use that as a ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, to, to cry keep, out for yeah, other people. Yeah, cry out for the people, just mm-hmm. like Donna did. And, and you know, it's so powerful to think about that, you know, that, that illustration, which, of course, is near the introduction of your of your book, Psalm 91 from Others, a powerful story from real life, but at the same time, a powerful illustration through which, from which you can draw so many truths of God's grace in it. Because, you know, you think of the baby. Now, if the baby could talk, I, you know, you might imagine the baby would say, let's do it again, you know. But, <laughs> you know, of course, but the reality is, you know, when you when we get to heaven and see the videotape of that morning, wonder how many angels God dispatched as a result yes. of the prayer or prayers that were prayed over that little baby. And at the same time, it seemed that even the people on the highway all were seemed to be concerned, didn't want to hit the baby, of course. They wanted the baby to be okay. Well, yes. it's a powerful picture of the reality of spiritual warfare and how important it is that we understand weapons like Psalm 91 are available to everyone but we have to yes. put them to use, you know, so. Exactly. Well, if someone asks you the question, well, is it important to pray it every day? How would you respond to that question? Oh, my goodness. I never want to miss quoting my Psalm 91. Uh, no matter where I'm going, I just try to get up a little bit earlier because I don't want to start my day without quoting Psalm 91. And, you know, sometimes we're busy. And I've always said, if you start quoting Psalm 91 and your mind wanders, Make yourself stop and start all over. Don't mm-hmm. don't don't just say it uh, by rote and uh, not have it 
explode in your heart. I, every time I say Psalm 91, I want it to be as real to me at that moment as it was the first time that I got it. I, I, I want to feel the excitement and the appreciation to God. I, I want that to be inside of me every single day because that's what makes it real to us. It's got to be real. Mm-hmm. On the inside, it can't just be words that we're just quoting by, you know, just off the top of our head. It's got to be that when we go through that, we realize God loved us enough to give us a covenant that covers. You can't think of anything that you're going to face in life that's not covered in Psalm 91. Because I've tried. I thought, okay, Lord, did did you cover everything? And I, anytime I think of something, it falls under one of these categories in that Psalm 91. And mm-hmm. it's real. It works. Plus, it's living. And so every Absolutely. time that I hear it, as many times as I've heard Mom speak on it, I get something new out of it every time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. We have 25 uh, stories in this book, Psalm 91 stories that people have sent in to us. and uh, uh, Quite a few out of our own family. Yes, a bunch out of our own family and a bunch that have been sent in to us. Uh, every time we write another book, we we try to put all new stories in because we, we have stories. You know, people get excited when they use Psalm 91, and it works. So they're excited. It builds your faith to hear someone's testimony. Absolutely. And so they want to send their story in, and they get excited. We can't print them all, but, you know, we print a bunch of them, and they're thrilled. Okay. Share again if someone wants to get a copy of the book Psalm 91 from others or one of the other Psalm 91 books as well. How can they do that? Okay. They can call 325-646-6894. Or they can go to the website, Peggy Joyce Ruth, P-E-G-G-Y-J-O-Y-C-E-R-U-T-H, my name, dot org. Mm. And uh, uh, when they go to the website or when they call the girl, uh, you know, there's a lot of books and and, uh, they see them on the website and see what's available. Okay. And I would just say to every listener, one one of many reasons why getting the book is so helpful and so encouraging is because uh, Sister Peggy Joyce does a great job of teaching, breaking down every single verse and the meaning behind it. But also the testimonials, as Sister Angie was emphasizing, are so powerful and so encouraging by the power of the Holy Spirit to help people see God's Word works as you use it. Amen. And so that that's important. And our time is just about gone. Any last uh, word or two you either would like to share? I would say that uh, in Mother's Day that I would ask the Lord to reveal to me anything that's hidden that I needed to know, that anything that you need to discern for your children, anything special that, that you just you just go into that place that's beyond your own understanding. Mm. And that the the psalm actually is a protection for even what you don't know. We think of so many things that we fear, but there are things going on in our child's life that they not, may not be sharing. Right. Mm. And I just really felt like that, that the parents should ask the Lord, would you make that known to me ahead of time so we can do something preventative about it? Mm. All yeah. right. Well, thank you all again so much for being with us today and sharing about the message of Psalm 91 from others. And as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today and you've never made that all-important step of asking Jesus Christ to come into your heart as Lord and Savior, remember Jesus really is the answer to all of the problems, the challenges of life. If you've never received Christ, today is a great day to get saved. Would you simply 
Pray this prayer along with me to receive Christ and be saved today. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrongs I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. You told us in the Word, whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your Spirit. Help me to live for you all my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we very much want to be in touch with you. Again, my email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We want to share some resources that will help you to begin to grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord. Hope you'll do that. Sister Peggy Joyce and Sister Angie, thank you all so much for coming and being with us today. We appreciate it. Share your website one more time, please. Yes. Um, PeggyJoyceRuth.org. Yeah. All right. Thank you all so much for being with us and keep up the great work, okay? Thank you for having us. Thank you. All right. And thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.